0: Avoid, like It's unquestionable that Teenage Dream by Katy Perry is a banger. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, God, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Bangers List podcast, a podcast where we talk about a new song every week from our growing playlist of what has become, I don't know, completely incoherent songs from random everywhere, everywhere bangers in this week. I don't know. I think we've taken another step in an interesting direction, which I, I'm, I'm all about. But uh, it's weird because you put this song on the list, right? It's. I uh
0: oh, did, yes. Me being Julian. It's,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now to say, the, we can see. We've kind of swallowed everyone. half a
0: pint of gravel. Yeah.
1: So, so it's by Falling in Reverse. very controversial kind of band, I guess. Uh, the song is Fuck You and All Your Friends. Basically, these guys have four albums, and this song is not one of their heaviest at all. But we'll jump into a sample, and after the sample, we will
2: talk shit about the song. <laughs> Done. And Ronnie Reiki. Oh, yeah. yeah cool.
1: All right. First things first. Obviously, we're a bunch of opinionated cunts, and we're probably going to say some offensive things, but that's fine. So we'll let Daniel start first because I know oh, that he hates Ronnie right. Radke. So what do you think about this song? Like, the band? Where did the I front
2: say I hate Ronnie Radke? What are you talking about? <laughs> you want me to go then? No, no. Look, I I don't know a hell of a lot about the band. Hmm. I must say, I know that um, originally Ronnie was in a band called Escape the Fate. Is that correct? He was That's correct. Yeah. there, Yeah. And um, and they had a falling out and. Falling in Reverse came to be with Jackie Vincent and Ryan Cabana. Seaman. Yeah, right.
1: The actual the band members. Well, actually,
2: actually, Ryan Seaman's not in the band. Not anymore. It's not been
1: anymore. a mm-hmm. very, like, Ronnie like Mackie's been Turbulus. there from the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, people have come and left. And I think at the moment, being 2019, all his band members at the moment are basically for hire members, so that's oh, a yeah. thing I've, bands There's one guy, one of the guitarists, is still there. Well, yeah, maybe, he, but I think the rest of them
0: are either new recruits or
1: yeah, and like the, you say for fire. They've been his friends in the past as well and stuff from, from what I've gathered. Really. Anyway, the sound is always going to be very similar because the front man has always been the singer in himself. And but it's, it's kind of his
0: gig. So a little bit of context is, yeah. for the history of that, like he was in Falling in Reverse. No, escape the fate. Sorry. I'm backing up from a hangover here, so bear with me. (laughs) (laughs) He was a bit of a wild child. He was involved in uh, an incident that led to, I think, the death of someone. Let's break it down. From what I've
1: gathered, someone else,
0: it was part of his, like, one of his friends, like, belted some dude and killed him, or like, really bad. And he was charged as an accessory
1: to the thing or whatever it was. It's funny because your story is differing from mine. Obviously mm. the truth is out there, but I think the truth is quite I'm public. just going on what I've read. The yeah, point is he was involved in, in in something that led to
0: someone getting really badly hurt. And um he ended up going to jail for two and a bit years. You know, like little cringe looking emo boy like him, probably got thrown around like a dog toy in jail.
1: <laughs> I wonder what it's like over there.
0: And then he sort of you know was always writing music while he was in jail and then he got out and pretty much did this.
1: He actually went Apparently he went to prison because... Parole issues or he violated his parole by not going to court. There drinks. was a bit of that. yeah. So yeah. that's the reason. It wasn't that he was he was in the altercation. He Maybe he was there. Okay. From the death, someone did die at this thing. And okay. So, they did, blah, yeah. blah. so the thing about this is his life is full of controversy. Everywhere he goes, drama seems to follow him and he stirs it up himself. Sure. But it also gives him a lot of content to write mm, and yes. make songs from. All right. Yeah.
0: So the band themselves said that it had become increasingly difficult to deal with his issues because- they couldn't tour outside of America. Then he couldn't leave the state, and then you know so on and so forth. So they they were just like, well, we we can't have this. Like we can't tour with you. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know if they kicked him out or he like went to jail, and that was why he left. But whatever it was, it was like because of those issues they couldn't sort of continue on as a band because they wanted to go and you know tour Europe and places like that. And if he's not allowed to leave the country, that's problematic
1: because Escape the Fate, the band that he was originally in, kind of pioneered that scene metal post-hardcore sound a little bit. Obviously, before them, you probably had bands like My Chemical Romance. Yes. I think he would have- The Used. The Used. So, that's a little bit before him, yeah. And he and from him and what he did, brought like this whole scene glam look into the post-hardcore scene. I think Steel, Steel Panther makes My Chemical Romance. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then that gave birth- I think it gave birth to bands like Black Veil Brides. Mm -hmm. And who's the lead singer that I can't remember? Andy Beersack. Andy Beersack, yeah. He was one of the fucking angriest people I've ever-
0: He's the angriest ginger I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've seen him, like, videos of him calling some dude out in the crowd and being like, come up here and I will fuck you up. Because, like, some dude was just flipping him off and he's like, fuck you, everyone here paid to see this. Fuck you flipping me off because I'm up here and you're a cunt.
1: Wow. Just, like, went nuts on it, And the whole crowd was like, yeah. So if you're, like, a post-hardcore glam scene metal singer, you have issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but, and you just, we, say, we say that I come up with too many sub yeah. Post-hardcore glam
1: emo <laughs> metal. <laughs> Like rock. Pop. <laughs> um, but look let's go back to this song. So I said earlier that this song isn't quite like all their stuff, and the thing about this band is their sound is always changing, evolving, whatever. This song's quite laid back. I'm gonna go the ahead and say it's got a bit of a punky pop vibe with rock elements right kind of sounds yeah, like yeah. Rise Against Almost with like right. chord chugging it's punk, punk this rock
2: sounds like it's out of, of a naughty's teen movie you know it's yes. got that that, that yeah. pounding
0: like three stroke punk beat through a lot of it as well like in the verse and stuff just the like one two three snare on the, on, the, on the single foot so that's yeah I mean everyone uses that but it's sort of it is that one of those old school sort of punk beats yeah so, um, or hardcore beats, I guess you'd say. But that it's good because of the production quality and how much emphasis they put behind the bass drum. It just has like, it keeps the momentum going. It like it rolls the song along really well. Mm. Uh, and the guitars are sort of big and, you it's know, cool. everything's going on there. So
1: I should have asked you before this because the chords are basically, it's like a, a like say G5, or a fifth chord, you know, or power chord as they are. Yep. But then it's basically like you've added the note above that on the B string. And it makes it a bit brighter. It makes the core, the chords in the song are quite simple and repeated as we yeah, talked about in like yeah. kind of stylistically normal. For musically, it's, you,
0: you could um, succinctly define it as it's not a musically complicated song. Mm. Um, it's just a fun kind of punk rock-esque kind of song. Yeah. yeah. And it's not- I think the lyrics are the, the, the tantamount
1: yeah. part of the song. Because I do want to ask you, like, of all the songs in their catalogue, and you historically being a heavy, heavy kind of music listener. Yeah. Why this song? How did this end up on the bangers list? Why did <laughs> we need to hear this song? Is there some um, personal kind of stuff here? Did this all nah, no, no
0: No. Well, I think everyone can relate to a song like this. Like if you read the lyrics, it's. we'll, we'll get into the lyrics later, but- um, We can get into them right now. Yeah. No. Well, the, the how, how it came to be was there was someone that you and I used to know that actually- sh- I think it was you or them showed me uh, Bad Girls Club by these guys and- it's so cringy, but it's fucking hilarious. I love that song. It's great. <laughs> yes. And then I think it was you that showed me um Guillotine 4, which is actually, it's called Guillotine 4, the final chapter. So this was, uh when he was in, when Ronnie Raddick was in Escape the Fate, they th- I think they did Guillotine 1, and then they did Guillotine 2 and 3 with the new singer. So he's then done the Guillotine 4, the final chapter. Mm. So it's like, I don't know how well they're all tied together. But anyway, that song has this breakdown sort of midway through it that changes its tempo and pattern, like, six times during the course of it. It, get, like, undulates between all these, like, really weird sections and it doesn't make sense and there's no, sort of, like, consistency to it.
1: Yeah, so I'll touch so. on that for one more second. It's this breakdown in the song called Guillotine 4. It's kind of meant to emulate a uh, shotgun, not a shotgun, sorry, like an assault rifle firing. Like the Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, really, really fast short bursts on the yes. double bass. I've actually seen a video of Ryan Seaman doing that live. Like that, like a drum video of him playing it. And it's, it's for a, a good drummer, it's not hard, but it, it looks very difficult because <laughs> yeah. there's, there's no, like, you can't count 4 4 all the way through it. You've just got to know what it is to play it. There's no, like, you know, sort of counting your way through it. Yeah. You either know it or you don't, I guess. Yeah. So. so back to why this and in- Back to why this one. Yeah. Um, I just went, it was, I was like, oh, fuck, I should give him a listen because you've always said you like them. And I was going through their catalog and this song by its name just suck out. And I was like, oh, fuck you. I like, i you know, I'm an asshole of swear words in songs. So I put it on and I was like, hey, it's not too bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It took me back to my like punk rock days when I would listen to some 41 and like early My Chemical Romance and, and Old Ling 182 and shit like that. So right. it was just, it was just good to be fun. And it turned out to be a great song. There you go. So that was why. And, but yeah, I, I put it on and you
1: just like, no, fuck.
0: You just, what's going on here? These yeah.
1: guys don't like this guy. Yeah. But um, so obviously, I did say Ronnie Radke is a quite controversial person, and you either I think you either love him or you hate him, right? and you support him or you think he's fuck with. What do you think about him and why? I be
0: I honest, I, be honest. You
1: know, <laughs> well, we've already called out like <laughs> people who do reaction videos.
0: We called out Jared Dines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's no, like one more? I like Ronnie Radke.
2: I like Ronnie I think. Um, he comes across as quite, um, to the public, as quite an arrogant character, but I think uh, he's just got that rock and roll sort of attitude, and not a lot of uh, musicians really are uh, game he, enough to take that he's on. He's a, just he's game. a new age rock star. He's, he's, he's really yeah. game, he's really edgy, and he just doesn't give a fuck. So he's got like no filter about what he writes about. And yeah. I yeah. like that. And I think he has some of the personality traits awesome. of a rapper that's been to jail and got out and kept yeah. making music. It can be yeah. his downfall yeah. at
1: times, but you know, you can just live yeah. in the holes you make for yourself. Can for
2: fun. sure, I can get the better of him. Um, and you always sort of hear about him popping up. I think it's probably been a bit of a quiet run lately, but you hear like, Every every couple of years you'll hear, but Ronnie Radke's done something again. Like he's throwing a mic stand into the yeah. into the crowd. Yeah, he's he some kid yeah. with a mic stand. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, the kid
0: didn't sue him. He just wanted a photo with him or some shit. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd be I'd yeah. be pretty stoked. Hey, I'd, yeah, I'd keep the mic stand. But fuck yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Oh. Like was, as long as it didn't seriously hurt. Yeah, him, like, it is, I think it did. Don't be a oh, did it? But I was think about to say Don't th- be a little bitch. Someone <laughs> 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 I went to and hospital for head injuries and then we found out like fractured his skull and shit.
2: Yeah, sorry, bud. hit a girl and a guy out of it. Yeah, I think it was more the – he was in the spotlight more for not so much the the damage that he may or may not have done, but the risk that it imposes, you know. Yeah, I think he's he's just that – he's that kind of character. He's risky, edgy, he doesn't give a fuck. Like, he lives in the moment and just – will just sometimes do stupid shit. But that's kind of make – I think anyway, shapes him – he kind of makes him who he is. Yeah, his personality,
1: like mm. I said, will either be endearing to you or you'll fucking hate yeah. him because it'll look great at you the wrong yeah. way. And that's just the nature of some people. I guess it's like artists or tortured artists even, mm. right? Yeah. But because you've talked about him live, I'll go on a bit of a rant about um, the general live performance. I've seen him twice. The first time I was taking someone to their first ever show because they loved him and loved his yeah. music. And I went in Brisbane somewhere and he came to the stage and he's a great performer. I don't think he was quite as charismatic as some of the people we've talked about in the past, but he was still mm. a great character. He made his own songs. He changed them here and there just because, you know, he, he can. And he interacted with the crowd and halfway through one of their songs, he's like, stop, 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 stop. This girl is passed out. Like, some girl had passed out on the fucking ground near the front of the stage Mm because of stress and all that crap. And he started the song again, which is pretty cool. And you know who didn't start or stop for people in the crowd? Limp biscuit. They had a girl die in their fucking mosh pit and they just kept playing. So, thanks, Ronnie. Good stuff there. And on from that, I saw him again, and it was just a solid performance. He put on a great show. There was no drama at all. We we talked about this in one of the first episodes. You just smashed your way to the mosh pit. Yes, and he- Interact with the crowd. It was all very good, no drama. So it, I, I've seen that side of him live myself. Yeah. But obviously other people have seen other sides of him and he's he has abused the you know the crowd and stuff. I'm oh, he, enough, he fucking um,
0: – we'll come back to the minute. He fucking – he had I See Stars. Uh, he had – I See Stars was on a they were the undercard for them and then there was a bit of friction between the two bands. And he had like two or three people thrown out of the show I think he kicked them off the tour or something. He kicked then, them off for drugs and people in the crowd were chanting IC Stars. Yeah, yeah, and, and then he had like off. three kids. I didn't know he kicked them out of the tour. Were they like drug users? He kicked users, IC I Stars
1: off the tour because they had something to do with drugs and he might have been in rehabilitation yeah, for some yeah, kind yeah. of Yeah, yeah. So use? then he got really
0: shitty at these kids wearing IC Stars shirts because they were going to a show where they, and they IC were chanting stars out IC Stars yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah, so then like, you know, three or four kids got kicked out. I think that's a tough one. Because, like, you just, you know, you're supposed to sort of rise above it and all that sort of shit. But at the same time, if people are there deliberately antagonizing you, like, I've seen Billy Joe Armstrong jump off a stage and, like, two-foot kick some guy in the
1: face. And he's from Green Day. And yeah, he's a Green a Day singer. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And,
0: um, like, when we saw Confession at, in uh, at, like, one of our local shows uh, when they did their um, farewell tour just a couple of years ago, um... Crafter and one of the singers, uh, one of the, the, the guitarists, they stopped a show midway through a fight. Sorry, stopped midway through a song because there was a fight in the crowd. And like, it got, it got dragged outside pretty quickly because, you know, the, it, that, it, we're at a pretty metal venue. Like, it's a metal pub. So, and then, security. It poli- well, there's no security there, but the place what? polices itself. Oh, okay. Like it's one of those places where like you don't go there and start a fight because you'll get you'll get fucked up. And like, midway through a song stops, and he's like, "If anyone wants to fucking fight, you can fight me and Adam after the show." <laughs> and like at this point, Craft is fucking yoked, right? And he, the guitarist is just like, he's just fucking stinging for it. Eh? He's ready to go. So um, yeah, it's one of those things, you know. If if someone's really causing a problem at your show or they're just pissing you off, I think you've kind of got the right to call them out. Your show, sure. you know. And, and well, like back to what you were saying, I've seen other bands stop. Shows before I saw Linkin Park stop a show.
2: Yeah, I was, um, at that one.
0: yeah, yeah. Was Soundwave. Yeah, yeah. They stopped a the show. Chester Bennington was like, that dude's yeah. not having fun. He's, he's he must up him, his yeah. leg. Get him. Yeah. Get and him out I, of here, I forget who yeah. it was. I watched the video clip a couple of weeks ago, actually. Oh, it's, um, what's his name from Stained? Um, the lead singer from Staten, his name escapes me in the moment, he stopped a, a show midway through a song because there was a female crowd attendant that was crowd surfing and she was being groped by a couple of assholes. And he basically pointed them out and like pointed out who they were. Oh, no, he, he said, if I see you doing that again, I'm going to point you out so everyone here can beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. That's that is,
1: inciting, like, mob violence. Yeah. Well, <laughs> M- Marilyn
0: Manson has said if you come on the stage, you're going to get beaten or raped. I'm going to fucking you talk know, about Stuff like soon. that,
1: yeah. I want to take a
0: step back to- You got
1: more? I've no, no, this no. I've got a
0: bit of a tangent, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things- You know, vocalists will stop a show for like a good thing, like, you know, to help make sure somebody in the crowd's safe, or they'll stop it because something that is going on they don't like, or, you know, this and that. So I think it's, you gotta take the good with the bad. Or they could be disengaged and ignore the crowd.
1: It depends what you get, right? We've seen a few shows like that, yeah. Mm. Yeah. What were uh, you going say? Going back to the IC Stars drama and oh, obviously yeah. that that wrestler Lorenzo called out Ronnie and said, you know, I'll fight you, blah, blah, and Ronnie was like, Well, okay. And I thought this song might have been about I C stars and the drama there. And then I kind of thought, Maybe it's about anti hate speech, but I think it's just about getting rid of cunts in your life now. You
2: know, you, I look. I don't look at the lyrics too too deep. No, you don't, yeah. No, yeah. I think this uh, – I read earlier this song was actually um, – it was a little interview that was done up with, I think, one of the uh, producers perhaps, so we'll call it Four Star at this stage. But this song came about almost accidentally. They were just kind of – Ronnie was just kind of fucking around. Like they were already in the midst of writing and recording and everything and uh, Ronnie was just sort of fucked around with a couple of notes and a couple of lines and then the song just – Came about pretty quickly, so I think it's one of those ones that wasn't intended to be on the record. Well, and yeah, he it, just—it's uh, a
0: fun punk rock song yeah. with yeah. a more serious
2: yeah
1: message to it. Let's give him just- credit for that because in reality, like he, people give him shit for not producing his songs, but the fact is, he does write and pro- have a hand in producing a lot of his songs. I think he must be extremely creative, and he's made a lot of content. You know, five albums worth of music, which yeah. is all for me. He's extremely good at writing hooks. This song's got a quite catchy chorus. Uh, Some bands can't do do that at all. He
0: double tracks his vocals
1: well, too. Yeah, very tight, Um, Uh, which is – that's common in – I'm going to say just about all production will have. Yeah. uh, To make them more fuller, you'll track your vocals twice. Sometimes you'll harmonise them to make them seem fuller. Yeah, Yeah, but he'll he'll, he'll have, have like, like layers of his vocals that don't make it
0: sound bad when he doesn't replicate them live, but it's Mm. just just makes the song a bit more full and a bit more
1: fun as well. Yeah. You know? It's – it's just like a, a very he's a talented guy and it, i think for some people it would be hard to admit that and i think like oh you know just because he's an asshole maybe he can't be talented but you've got to accept the talent is there i think like i said before you have got to take the the
0: things you like with the things you don't like yeah i just wanted to answer the question you put to daniel quickly about what i thought about him one of the first things i ever saw with him was the the video clip for the song Situations by Escape the Fade. Years ago. And I fucking cringed so hard I broke both my ribs. <laughs> I cringed myself out of existence. Like, I was like a Kung Fu grandmaster breaking cinder bricks, you know what I mean? Just <laughs> all fucking seven of them, or whatever it is, bang, straight away. And then the next time I saw him was a video he was doing that was terrible. It was- And I'll never forget this. One of the lines is, white boy on the mic rocking Gucci sneaks.
1: That song is called- Gangster's power Alone. Is it? Yes. I Although think it was, it was a Gangsters
0: Paradise cover.
1: It was his- f- I think it was one of his first forays into saying, I can knock down genre walls and here's a song with, you know, rap, dubstep, rap vocals, yeah. breakdowns, metal. I just- with- I, that,
0: that hurt me. Like, I just- I, That didn't appeal to me at all. And that's- fair enough I'm not yeah. says shit because that's asinine. Yeah. It didn't appeal to me at all. Yeah.
1: Have you heard that song? Do you remember it? I yeah. haven't.
2: I, I haven't heard that
1: one. He just showed, like- a, he didn't care about what the scene thought he should do. No, he just wanted to he rap, rap want to over rap, yeah. a rock song. And that's yep. a, another big thing which is important. You know how you have a band and it's inspired by bands before them of a similar genre? Mm. His biggest inspiration was Eminem. Yeah. So, it's probably growing up in a similar okay. time to people yeah. at the 25 to 36 age. Yeah. A lot of people would have listened to Eminem because- People that would have bought been old enough to buy the Marshall Mathers LP. Exactly. And listen to it. So- yeah. Yeah,
0: those two, that probably wasn't the the greatest way to sort of be introduced to someone wanted to finish that up by saying, you know, I've seen other stuff of his now. And while I might not agree with a lot of it, go for it, mate. Like, good on you. You're doing your thing. Oh, you know, I'm older and uglier now. So that's, I can
1: definitely appreciate that. And he might, he's, it seems like he's critically self-aware of the person that he is and lets his anger get the best of him. And I think a lot of people in this lead singer roles probably do that. Like I said with um, Corey Taylor, it's the LSD, lead singer's disease. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, it does things to people that it doesn't do to anyone else in a band,
2: mm. you know? Yeah, and did you see them live ever? I haven't seen them live, but I will be singing in about a month's time at Good Things, so I'll uh, let you know. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll uh, will touch base, and I'll let you know. Uh,
1: in some of the earlier stuff, and not in this, I had a guitarist called Jackie Vincent, who oh, is one of the legend. one of the best guitarists of probably our generation, in this power metal scene, or the power metal kind of style, with extremely fast, yes, yeah, technically playing,
2: staying a good band, and like oh, well, he's moved an to do himself. solo stuff now. Yeah. So I think
1: he's made enough for himself. But years and years ago, when he was playing in Falling in Reverse, I saw Falling in Reverse live, and then Dragon Force were playing like right after. So I left the tent where Falling in Reverse were playing, ran all the way to where Dragon Force <laughs> were playing, and I shit you not, <laughs> fucking Jackie Vincent runs up onto the stage as I'm arriving and plays through the Fire and Flames with Dragonforce. so
2: <laughs> so hell?
1: I know, it was insane. So he, he's had a lot of talent come through his band and stuff and he, he's almost empowering them to go and do their own things in new bands. So that's another small little tidbit about him and the band. Yeah, what else do you reckon about this song, boys? From what I've heard, from what little I've heard of them, it's sort of one of those in the middle songs
0: or it's one of the lighter end of their spectrum because they've got really heavy stuff. I actually didn't realise that he could do unclean vocals that well or at all. He's got and a his great voice. I've seen yeah. – well, it's funny. The first song I ever saw them play live was when after I watched you just annihilate a bunch of 16-year-olds, like, pushing you right into the mosh pit for them. Oh, right. I think they opened with Goodbye Graceful. Mm-hmm. Which is another song of theirs I'm big on. And very heavy. Yeah. He had uncleans in it. Yeah. And I just didn't realize it. I thought he was sort of, you know, just that kind of whingy sort of emo mm. singer. That laughs.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what that's.
0: You know what that's what I mean, not like Gerard's way whingy mm. or like Burt McCracken whingy because they're sort of the go to's for whingy. But you know, I, I, I sort of went, you know what? I can, I can give that respect. I think one of the other things too is it's worth mentioning the band. We say that, um, you know, that it's sort of his thing with everyone else around him, like as he's the nucleus, but I think. The band writes good music as well. I don't know how much of an influence he has in that, but his, his band, the band, whatever you want to call them, they're solid through and through. Do you know what I mean? They're like not, whoever they
1: have. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, I, you know, particularly their former drummer, Ryan Seaman. I thought he was really good. So, yeah, so You know?
1: It's very interesting to hear that from you because, like, we've talked about you either love or hate this guy and you've come to just respect what he's done. done. Yeah, I don't, I
0: don't think he's a bad person or a bad musician. I don't think he's the best either. But good on him, it's his hustle, go yeah, for it. I think so,
2: perhaps he's yeah. one of those characters that will, uh, he'll create a lot of disa- disagreements, I guess, and, uh, he might be difficult outside looking, it might be difficult to to work with at times as well, because he's, you know, seemingly so, uh, on edge and, uh, like we've seen so many sort of people come through this band over the years mm. and there doesn't seem to be that stability to the point where now, like oh, you said, there's people sort of coming it, in.
1: And, yeah, it could be maybe – it could be the problem why people are leaving. I don't know.
2: Yeah, who knows? Like but, we, we yeah, don't – unless yeah. we're in the band, we don't really we don't really know that. But uh, look, I think the setup that he's got going now where he sort of more or less gets, shall we say, like session musicians to come in and, and write and tour with him, obviously that's, uh, that seems to be working for him.
1: You um, can just carry the band by himself. And, you know,
2: <laughs> you, you do see it happen quite often. I think um, Queens of the Stone Age have done something similar with, uh, what's, uh, what's that? Oh, song, yeah, it was his name, the lead singer. I can't remember, it's, it's escaped me. Had, we're fucking having a bad
0: day. We shouldn't have been here <laughs> last night. <laughs> uh, um, well, he was from Caius as
2: John, well. John. Um, whatever his
0: name is. He's, I the think there's been a couple of guys in that band that have been there the whole time. But hit, I know the, the, maybe. I know the drummer
2: has, like, they've replaced the drum once or twice. Yeah. And there's that. And they get Dave Grohl to come in occasionally yeah, too. It's yeah. like, it's, uh, and you see lots of bands do it. There's, um, you guys will, will know of this band, but for those listening who haven't heard of Wolf Mother before, they, are uh, they are very similar. They came onto the, they burst onto the scene, uh, in Australia and then had a lot of commercial success overseas too with their first album in about 2005. And um just sort of imploded after that and uh you know it's hard to say it's because of the the lead singer, but that's heavily implied. And the lead singer Andrew Stockdale has since you know, he's released another three or four albums with Wolf Mother or with Wolf Mother name, but it's a different lineup every time. Yeah. And uh and to the point where he's even done some solo he's done some solo work and then was going to put to the, put some music material forward under his solo name of Andrew Stockdale, but then, uh, decided that, you know what, this kind of is Wolf Mother. Like, this is what Wolf Mother is now. So I'm just going to call it Wolf Mother from now on. And it's, yeah, it's an interesting kind of yeah, cause- cycle of events, but he's, it's, it's, it's the same kind of, I, I get the picture. It's the same kind of thing with Radke, perhaps, like with, you know, maybe Ronnie's just that driving force behind the band and it's maybe it's difficult for other people creatively to work with him. Yeah, And so enough. it's just like, well, you know, well, I'm just going like, to like be the- Like it's his
0: gig. Yeah. And everyone gig. else is just a
2: support player. Yeah. And yeah. they go, okay, cool, I'll come do and this. The, and, no, and we're going to be called Falling else. in Reverse. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, it could be it could be completely different, but that's just kind of how I like, assess it looking. Yeah. So fine you, yeah.
1: You, you said before he was a good singer. Yeah. I didn't think I'd hear that from you. And I know his voice is quite recognisable in the sea <laughs> of post-hardcore singers. What makes him a good singer?
2: Well, this is something I wanted to mention- uh you know you know how Julian you were saying he's got that almost like that Gerard Way kind of whiny kind of tone to his voice? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like if he was able to mow his own lawn as well. So yeah. like, you know, he's he's sort of like tough, but he's got, he's got he's yeah. got a variety, he's got he's a very angsty kind of singer, but <laughs> I think I don't know where that one came from. <laughs> but you know we'll roll with it, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually am a very big Gerard Way fan, like funnily yeah. enough. Yeah. So um, anyway, continue. But and I think it's his uh, influence of uh, well, his his style of singing comes from maybe a, a background of that that era, perhaps. Mm. You know, the My Chemical Romance, the you know the Blink 182s the Sum Forty Ones, all that all that kind of stuff. Maybe got even the,
0: Motley Crue. One of you guys said before that he was influenced by Eminem. If you listen to, I mean, like don't listen to it because it's shit. But if, you <laughs> li- if you listen to that "Escape the Fate song, "Situations." There is melody to his voice, but it's almost like he's talking as well. Uh, It's kind of that spoken, not spoken word, but that speaking, singing kind of thing. So I guess you could could even say that that was um, like part of his influence of like hip hop or rap style. Oh, yeah.
1: Like he's not rapping the words, but he's sort of talking them through. Do you know what I mean? He's got some songs where he does rap, like I mentioned earlier, and he raps quite fast. And I've said before, I'm not yeah. sure what makes a good rapper. If it's speed, he's right up there, mm-hmm. and that shows again. Yeah, quite if you listen great to great some of the songs. tracks
2: from um, the drug, the drug in me is you, uh, oh, he, he will do some seriously, some seriously fast screaming as well. Yeah. Seriously fast screaming, screaming singing. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it, it's, it's it's more like it's it's like rapping but sometimes he'll scream the rap sometimes he'll sing the raps so it'll be like a rap with more melody involved yeah. it's crazy like he that takes a lot of control you know that's really hard to do like think Axel Rose guns and Roses welcome to the jungle like songs like that they're fucking hard to do it's hard to perform that perform that well but going back to Ronnie's voice the reason why I think it's um it's so good yeah he's got that sort of naughty's punk kind of feel yeah. too. that 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 whiny that that whingy sort of tone but it's, it's, still bearer, it's still it's still tolerable it's yeah. not like it's just it's just enough that it doesn't drive you insane How, in well, itself, you're, you're, yeah you're, he's yeah. from a technical point of view a lot of those singers what they do is they really like overpronounce a lot of the uh, put a yeah, lot of emphasis like, on their vows like vowels. Tom DeLonge. Yeah, look, and they'll. <laughs> I'm trying to.
1: I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Joel. Thanks,
2: Joel. There you go. <laughs> um, but they they will put a lot of emphasis on certain parts of words, but, namely vowels. Uh, it's a, put, a very
0: kind of emotional thing as well. And, like, and it's whether or not they know it'll it'll you know make all the all the emo kids yeah. happy or they just like doing it yeah. I had something I was going to ask you, but I cannot... Oh, okay, yeah. So, you're... Out of all of us, you're the one that hates whiny vocals the most. Uh Um, Yet, here we are. Like, (laughs) like, No, like, well, you said, like, In Heart's Wake is just above your threshold. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, what would, like, something that's just below your threshold. With his vocals and the vocal style this band has,
1: where does that sit with you? He is not awfully whiny. There is still a lot of power in his voice. And you can tell that it's not coming through like his nasal
2: cavity. Mm. That's the thing, yeah. He's so he's got. I think that's the difference. He's not singing in, with a nasal way. Like he's still singing with good control from it's the not diaphragm. From the diaphragm. And, yeah, yeah, And yeah, he's got he's got that. Like I said, that emphasis on certain parts of words, mostly vowels, which is actually a good technique. Like you want to be able to because your vowels you are where your notes are. And, right? Yeah, that's right. And you know all the consonants, like they're there for. You know, just to create your different sounds, I suppose. Yeah. But in terms of the notes, it's usually vowels, and if you're putting emphasis on your vowels like that, sometimes it can come across in that whiny kind of um, yeah. that whiny kind of feel. But interesting. But uh, singers that do it badly, well, or no, 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 let's, let's say let, badly. Let's, let's call. just call people out. Fuck it. I, I say that if they do yeah, it. With fits, do it. With <laughs> a, do it with poor technique. Not, not necessarily sing it badly, but do it with poor technique. You can kind of notice it, and it does come across as really nasally and grating. Yeah, and that can be that can be irritating. And I, I wish think we
1: knew some off the top of our head that sounded bad, because you know, there's like the famous ones, are probably Vic, Fuentes, Fuentes and Kellen Quinn, yeah. but they're, yeah. but still, they're and a phenomenal ins- Yeah, exactly. But they're more yeah they're high, high flying I mean, I'd say someone fun.
2: like maybe Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Fair the enough. from there. Okay. Think, 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 like, think like, Your Guardian Angel, still nice, like, it's good. Uh, they've got some great music, but that's the, the kind of thing I'm trying to go yeah. for here. That's, uh, I get you. Is that important? No,
1: I was is just that- checking, looking like my <laughs>
2: no. It's like,
1: that's not
0: a cardinal sin, but it's a no, no,
1: so, I'll, I'll wear that. So we unpacked that a bit, but the I guess the crux of it is it is a quite deep rabbit hole, this band, and maybe this song can be, like, your first look in. But at the same time, if you fucking hate the cunt, it doesn't matter just yeah, he, he might hate yeah, yeah, too. And he, he doesn't, doesn't care. Shit, and that's he, what I like nah, about him. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he also still get his album sales. But, it, you know, we've said earlier he's historically a fucking asshole. And, you know, all this drama and legal shit. And he's done this, that, and the other thing. And been accused of XYZ. Fair enough. Right. But let's talk about real evil people in the music world. Because it's not just him. He probably cops a lot of it because of his current level say of he's fame. At all. I quite had thought
0: to say just quickly. Um, like, that guy's been through some shit. Oh, yeah. Like, when he was in Escape the Fate, like, like, old Bring Me, they would have got shit for their fucking hair and the way they dress and just the whole style. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're, if you're sort of not out there, but in that sort of more niche section, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you get shit. Like, Manson got shit. Manson, because, we'll start with him.
1: Yeah. Marilyn Manson, well, you, so. You,
0: you think about how much shit that guy's been through and he's been to fucking jail as well. So, oh, yeah. he's at the point now where he's like, fuck it, I don't like it. I don't give a fuck what anyone says about that. he's so. an
1: arsehole as well. He Thought can get fucked because we, we saw him live, I'm not sure if you were there. He came onto stage
0: I fucked there.
1: and yeah. he spat in his bass player and slapped one of his backup vocalists and then like lied on the fucking stage and cried.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Like, Anson. fuck him. Yep, Marilyn Manson. he had his little fucking little temp that he kept going into to bloody-
1: To drugs? Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> um, The Lay dying lead singer, I think it was, nearly killed his wife. Tim yeah. No says, one talks about that. That's an interesting one. He, the, he, uh, t- he solicited a
0: murder. So okay. there was an basically an undercover police officer at his gym because he was a massive roadhead um, and he attempted to have his estranged wife murdered. Oh, he was estranged. And he did friend. like
1: five, six years. They're actually back together now and they put out and a new bad, song, And, people and just everyone just went bell shit for it. It's bizarre. And Gene Simmons hated immigrants to the yeah. point that he was like basically a racist and sure, Kiss is like iconic. But mm-hmm. then there's that, people don't talk about. Yeah. Um, you know, R. Kelly- Obviously, he's in trouble now, and people are just like, you know what, you can piss on as many girls as you want because that song, Ignition, is fucking lit, right? Well, there's more than that <laughs> as well. He's up,
0: he's, he's, if you look at his case now, he's fucked. Like, for the third time, they're charging him with, like, I don't want to say too, like, it makes me fucking sick to say it, but they're charging him with having indecent material of, uh, underage people, Awful. which is fucked completely. Yeah. But
1: somehow, like you know, Chris Brown beat the shit Chris out of his Brown, girlfriend. Yeah. Here's the next one. Uh, you know that's, what, I mean? what about Gigi Allen? who was a punk rocker. Oh, uh, I think, um, G- I think Gigi sits in his own game. He does. Like, he advocated yeah. to legalize rape and stuff like that, but yeah. he didn't have Twitter in his time, did he? So, could really call out. He shitted
0: his fans, beat
1: people up during the yep. shows, yeah. Uh, the Lost Profits guy that yeah. made one of his fans. Ian Watkins, let's not go into we that. To go, he basically... Yeah. like sexual acts on a child kind of thing. Um, Axl Rose has been touted as nothing but a shit human for his time immemorial, basically, right? Slash as well. Uh, Yeah, Uh. so I read a- a Book when Slash was like a side character in it, which was Nikki Six's diaries. Yeah. Yeah. I've read and Slash's th- books if you want any. Yes, it, uh, what about Slash? Is he an asshole like they nah. say? He, he wrote I the know. book himself, <laughs> probably not. But, um, Axl Rose was always making the band late and being abusive and awful to people. He yeah, would walk off stage at the drummer. Drop- yeah. yeah. Even like I love the Beatles, but John Lennon was a
0: fucking asshole. As yeah, well. didn't he beat like, his he admitted, he admitted to beating his missus a couple of times, and but f- for know. his
1: input to music and what he did, we'll just let it go. But it, I think if if it happened, that's what
0: society does. I'm not saying that that's not your opinion, but that's what we do as a, you know, as a society. We say, "Oh, this person has is like significant enough that we can look the other way."
1: Yeah, and who decides that? Because it's obviously not the public. I yeah, I, I think if if it happened in this yeah. day and age, when you know you do something, people know. Oh. Maybe they would have been called out a bit more.
2: Oh, that, that's interesting. Cancel. It's Interesting cancel. to think cancel. about that, but. I think there's also there's a couple of categories you can kind of break this down into, and one would be the people who actually done some really fucked up shit, like um, the lost Prophets guy, and you know people who have been actually like abusive, like or, proper cunts, yeah, yeah. Or like have, have, raped, like there's, have there's, raped someone or have, yeah, abused, yeah. Someone or have yeah. abused someone or possessed. There's being a, child, a piece of shit rock or whatever, star, something like yeah. that, yeah. yeah. There's, and there's, there's, there's that. doing
0: something like really fucking heinous, like what you were just saying.
2: Yeah, and you know, and then like, and then there's like and then there's people. And I think Ronnie sits in this category of just being through some shit and just act out every now and then, right, and just sometimes do some like, asshole things. walk a mile
0: in that guy's shoes after everything he's been yeah. through and tell me yeah. it's easy. Look, yeah. it's,
1: it's not an excuse. It's an explanation.
0: It's, that's right. a difference. And yeah. we don't
1: want to, like, make excuses for him. No. Sometimes he says stupid shit. Then you know,
2: anyway. Yeah, and you think what other people in the same kind of boat, uh the Puddle of Mud lead singer, he's no nah, like him. every uh, <laughs> thinks fuck him. <laughs> but <laughs> like no, I, I don't care what he I don't care
0: how redemption how big a redemption story he's got He lives. No, up. there's no redemption here, but the way he
2: is just obviously quite unstable mentally. Oh, he's fucked, nipped.
0: yeah. He's the biggest fucking soop, though. But I'm he's never like,
2: really done anything to to my knowledge to really hurt no. someone I don't know but that no, he, here's an interesting one the, the, the long time three doors down bass player who was
0: fired in about 2007 because he ran someone over in his car and killed them he did two years jail for that and then he's now doing ten years for felony possession of a weapon and drugs and since he's been in jail he's been convicted again of smuggling and contraband so his life went yeah. from being like because yeah. like we don't listen to them anymore but three doors down are a very fucking successful band oh yeah do they sing crystalline yeah yeah like 60 million records I think yeah. sold over the course of the career we st- we grew out of that grungy kind of rock mm. a lot of people didn't that's still adult contemporary that's massive uh, you know so t- to go from there to just fucking you know the absolute bottom of the pile and end up in jail it's such a yeah. such a weird thing to see that fall from grace yeah but I, I've, I, as much as you want to get that person yeah. to fuck with I think it also comes back to you don't know what it's like to be famous mm. yeah the
2: public you know, grows, some people just fucking snap or the upbringing yeah. they've had or what like look at Le- Liam Gallagher the and Noel yeah. Gallagher
0: Liam Le- Le- was just punching Paparazzi constantly and, you know, like, like swearing. Like he said that that guy wanted to fight him. He's like making like homophobic slurs and stuff like that. But it was weird. It was different back then, but not so different. It was like 10, 15 years ago, but like the times have changed quite significantly as well. So we would look at that as completely unacceptable now, but it was sort of acceptable back then because he was such a big rock star. Yeah. But like yeah. that guy's a fuckhead. You know what yeah. I mean? He's just got his head so far wedged yeah. up his own ass.
1: Um, it, you know? rem- it reminds me of, you know, Justin I'm B- also,
0: Sorry, I'm also salty on the guys from uh, Oasis because I forget which one of them it was, but they referred to Amity as a baked turd.
1: <laughs> that's a personal joke <laughs> Yeah, that's it? a personal chest. yeah.
0: <laughs> and then Amity was just like, fuck it, we got Liam to say something about us or, or Noel, yeah. or one of the two, so,
1: yeah. I was going to say something important. Uh, you made me forget. Fuck yeah Fuck ya. Uh-huh.
0: Talking about people being assholes, not 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 nothing to do with the song at all. We've completely strayed away from that. That's all right, as usual. Well, while you think of that, I just well, I wanted to come back to the song and just talk about the lyrics for a second because it's a mix. I think it's a mix between one of the like t- songs we talked about before, like Sub Zero, which is like out and out like straight up aggression, right? And then you mix that with, like, a pop-punk sort of feel like this. But if you read the lyrics to this song, they're not super friendly. Like, he's saying, like, I want to slit- Like, none of us care about this because it doesn't bother us. He's saying, I want to slit your throat. I want you to burn in a car, you know, like, die- this and that but you look at he's talking about this person that, oh there's a few references to like previous experiences with him you know like I taught you all about breaking hearts and everything so you know who is this person is this someone he's influenced somebody he's taken under his wing and then and they stabbed he's, him in the back he, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, all of the bad or good things he taught them or influenced them to do have now come back yeah. around and bit him in the ass so mm-hmm. we said before it was a bit of a, more of a simple song but why how like what you know what's what's the definition here of simple Yeah, well, no.
1: Like, what's this? What's it actually about? Yeah, you know, because it's it's
0: like I said, it's
1: quite rough in places. Look, I'll ask him on Twitter, but to get his attention, I'll say something rude, and he'll have to reply because he's too prideful, and then we'll know. (laughs) (laughs) Just
0: say one of his songs was shit. Or Joel Birch abused the fuck out of Matty Mullins. On the stage once, but you can't find that clip anywhere on the internet, so they had to take it down.
1: I think he was a dickhead, Matty Mullins, and yeah,
0: he was fucking hitting on some underage girls. underage um,
1: girls, Joel got-
0: was John Verge was like, ah, uh, yeah, we're not having any of that, mm-hmm. and called him out. He's like, you know, he's, he's like, the, he basically said the rest of the guys in Memphis may fire a call, cool, yeah, but Matty Mullins is a complete fucking cockhead. Damn. And the only thing I know about Matty Mullins is that he was in a song with um, I put it on the playlist the other day. Uh fuck, hands like houses.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. it's world. Yeah,
0: so. Who knows? Anyway. Similar bands. I don't know that there are a lot of bands similar to these yeah, guys. good fucking luck.
1: Pick an album and then try and find a band that's Ra- similar to Ra- Ra- that album. He's just
0: got such a personality.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I think it's hard to there would be like other bands that have that big kind of punk rock sound. Yeah, so- You'd almost uh, say, like, later A Day to Remember have a similar sound.
1: A Day to Remember is a very good example because his vocals are also incredibly unique, mm-hmm. right? You could say maybe- I don't want to bring it up again. Like, Sleeping With the Sirens because of that pop-punk post-hardcore kind of vibe they had years ago, but not now. It's not relevant now.
0: Because these guys fluctuate between, uh, like, a radio-friendly pop-punk sound and- Things like The Guillotine, which is just, you know, fucking hectic <laughs> breakdowns and stuff. So, yeah. they have quite a diverse range. Mm.
2: So, I couldn't yeah. honestly it's think it's of it. It's hard to pin them down to, yeah. to one or two bands. Yeah. You could grab I'd say maybe like
1: Paranormal. <laughs> 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 yeah, Linkin Park. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Linkin
0: Park, yeah, The Beatles, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well maybe fuck that one off. Songs worth a listen. I'm going to get in there straight away and say Goodbye Graceful. Bad
1: Girls Club because it's fucking terrible Bad Girls Club is the kind of song you put on with like people you've just met in the car and it's like you know the dance (laughs) vibe cringes vibe and then you look and see how they're reacting Uh, (laughs) I I, I do that with people that I know because like all of my friends they
0: they get in my car they just expect to be either enjoying themselves because they have a good taste in music like me Or, yeah. or just like the worst of the worst of some of my friends I fucking hate getting screamed at I hate being screamed at by someone I'm like oh they're not fucking screaming anyway so then I put that on and they're like oh this is you know the, the first little bit the pop punk or the poppy bit and then they expect it to sort of get heavy and it just doesn't <laughs> so um the guillotine would also be one so that's sort of three that I'd say three
1: well yeah. Yeah. that's all of us that's the song for everybody oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> so I'll say um other songs worth listening to. I'm not a vampire because it's just a fucking shredder. Yeah, it is. Jackie Vincent just goes absolutely nuts and it's awesome. It's a, so that song good. is about being a rock star. It really mm. is. I'm waking up hungover all the time. And, then, and the lyrics are really edgy once again. Like, He's yeah, got no filter. He just fucking he just lets loose. It's great. Yeah. Like it's just a it's, well, a it's almost a masterpiece. That one. So <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, in that case, we'll say the song alone, which I feel like everyone that knows this scene which we talk about metal and pop punk and that, that whole niche of music yeah that microcosm of society will probably know the song alone but if you don't it's worth a listen to hear the insanity and uh, how seamlessly he blends those genres together it's it's an interesting kind of thing it's, it's well mind done. fuck yeah anyway
2: right we're the most we're important we're doing the uh, MVP for this, uh, we're, nah. this nah.
1: song, we're all gonna agree
2: nah it's Ronald it's, wrong, it's
1: yeah, straight like,
0: yeah, it's him.
1: How many bangs, boys? The bangs. Most important part of the show. Important part. Important part, and in part and port, yes. In part, <laughs> yeah, in part and parcel. That'll be my mild listexia. Uh, <laughs> 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 Look- is that on purpose? Of course. That was well done. So, the song kind of does turn it up a little bit in the choruses, a little bit. Gets a bit punky, bit fast, bangs a bit, no breakdowns, which is, It's a sin. Imagine putting a song on this playlist and it doesn't have a breakdown. I, oh. put, I put Hang the Masons in this
0: That's two strikes against me now. Uh,
2: That's what this playlist is about. It's a place metal songs. Metal doesn't obey the rules. I have,
0: I have this perpetual fucking argument with my brother and one of our mates. um Soundguy. sound guy. No, no Colin Soundguy. I well, actually don't know where Colin is this week. He's fucking, he's MIA. He's learning about 7-4. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go to the gym he's gonna listen to this. I'm gonna go to the gym with him on Monday and he's gonna make me deadlift like three hundred kilos as punishment for bringing up seven four again. Um Lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Bangs. Bangs. Yeah, fuck my brain's not working at all. <laughs> I forgot what what else was I saying? Saying <laughs> the
1: bangs Oh, the bangs. Um, yeah, you can. Go. <laughs> I'm gonna give it seven because the subject matter is Oh no! It's not- It's, it's almost- Oh, cool. yeah. the argument with my brother. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, like, my, my brother and one of our mates is, like, we just constantly this war going on about what's a banger. And, like, my brother messaged me the other day. I was in the movies uh, on <laughs> Tuesday. He messaged me and he said, oh, fuck, hang on. No, it's worth looking up. What was the song? It was some shit pop song. While you search you, up that- While you, I'll
2: search that, you go for this. All right, the bangs. I'm going to give it a six. Solid song, fun song to listen to, but I think Falling in Reverse have some better. They have better some songs
1: better sure. stuff in yeah. the yeah. It's and not
2: their strongest content. Yeah, and it's good. It's a good, fun, catchy song. It's really catchy. I'll give it that. And I had to listen to the rest of the. album. I've given the album like one or two listens. Uh, one being like when it first came out, and then on the drive over here, and. Fuck! I was singing along straight away. And like, oh, "He does that." He Did you just, know this? He, is just, a- he's, he's he, like, he knows the out. hooks. Yeah, he's got the hooks figured out. It's
1: is this thing in I guess modern music now, commercialized radio-friendly music. Well, uh, it's basically the producers or whoever makes music have it down to such a fine art that they know if the song is catchy and that it's catchy enough. If they play it to the masses enough, people will like it. it it's kind of like. It's just yeah, they just you know when something's catchy you you do your but folk, they focus they know well. that maybe but they know yeah. how the brain works enough to be like this melody this tune this hook this chorus is catchy enough that the masses will love it yeah. Yeah. We'll smash them on the radio smash it into them we'll sell product yeah it's all you know they figured out
2: the human mind yeah they know the formula wonder. and it makes the songwriting process a lot easier which is why this one probably came to be sort of out of nowhere for him
0: but. All right, just quickly, let's take this back to some room temperature IQ music taste. My brother texted me the other day and he said, it is unavoidable, like, it is unquestionable that Teenage Dream by Katy Perry is a banger. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, God, I couldn't agree more. Is <laughs> Snoop Dogg in that song? I don't know. I think he is. Teenage okay. Dream. Sno- oh,
0: so oh. We ha- yeah, we have this running sort of argument that, like, him and, his, him and his mate, you know, they're like party bangers. So, you, like, you have all your mates over and you just put on, like, pop... Pop songs from the '90s that everyone knows, like the Backstreet Boys. Remember number five. Some other shit. Yeah, yeah. So they're <laughs> always just like, "It's a banger. It's a fucking banger." And I'm like, being the metal head, I'm like, "No, wrong. Fuck off. I don't want to hear about it." You know, it like it, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> So it's, I've just realised it's so weird that like we're doing our version of what bangers are, and then there's you know there's other people that are wrong about what bangers are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Matt, Matt, if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> I'm kidding. He doesn't, he doesn't listen to this. You to hear that shit? All right, bangs. You guys a, a six. six.
2: Yeah, we got a seven and a I'll six. A
0: seven. Um, just because of how much my brain's been disengaged this entire episode, I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'm gonna say six as well. Like it does, it's, it's fun. It's punchy. It's got that big production feel. So you can crank it in the car and it feels like high, mid and low. And that's, I think that's really important with, with good music, but I'm going to give it a six because no breakdown. Um, almost worth a zero for that reason. (laughs) 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 Shitting on your own decisions. (laughs) Shitting on my own choices. Yeah. But you know, it's
1: fun. It's just a fun song. It might not bang hard, but it's just a good fun song. Fun. So. Fun to be angry at some person that you've got out of your life and you hate them and want them to die. Fun. Mm. Yes. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> all right. What do we what do we got on the menu next week? Can't remember. No one cares.
0: <laughs> I think we have some Japanese music. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Hopefully that's it's Japanese, youth. otherwise that's me being horribly racist. <laughs>
1: and there goes like all the listeners
0: like fuck that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no <Don't> listen <laughs> next week. <laughs>
0: All right, cool. No worries. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming. Thanks, guys. I'm sorry I forgot that story, everybody. We'll stitch it on to the start of next week's episode. See you next week. See you. Bye. Peace.